Hello again, this is Daniel J. Hogan, and welcome to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by magicofairy.com. In our last episode, Steve and Uncle Shameless tried to enter the Hawk King city, Doraga, but were stopped by a pair of guards, a Hawken warrior named Remit, and a Swanton warrior named Kaz. Uncle Shameless tried to con the two warriors into believing that he had important business within the city. When the guards would still not grant him entrance, Uncle Shameless demanded to speak to their supervisor. The warrior's supervisor, a Hawken officer named Alexa, arrived at the entrance to confront the two humans. Much to Remit and Kaz's surprise, Lexa allowed Steve and Uncle Shameless entrance into the city. And now, the next exciting episode of The Magic of Airy. The Magic of Airy, the podcast. Written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. Based on the novel, The Magic of Airy, by Daniel J. Hogan. To learn more about the novel, please visit magicofairy.com or danieljhogan.com. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. Episode number seven, Big Trouble in Little Daraga. Both Remit and Kaz were shocked by Lex's command to allow the humans into the city. Sir, they cried in unison. I take full responsibility, Lexus said as he turned toward Remit and Kaz. And if anyone asks, especially higher-ranking officers, who let them in, let it be known, it was I. Lexa turned and poked Uncle Shameless in the chest with a long, clawed finger. And if anyone asks, you two, who let you in, or if you get into any trouble... Say that it was Lexa who granted you entrance to Daraga. I have spoken, human, Lexa said before he flapped his wings open. Enjoy your visit, Lexa said as he took to the night sky. Remit and Kaz called after their supervisor, but their cries were drowned out by the noisy wall of fire. The two guards looked at each other and then looked at the humans. Uncle Shameless had a very smug grin on his face. Remit sighed. Right this way. Sirs, the Hawkins said before leading Steve and Uncle Shameless through the long entryway. In the night sky above, Lexa laughed. Once his superiors found out he had allowed two humans into the city, he would finally be resigned far away from Daraga and the annoying wall of fire. Lexa decided to head home and start packing. Uncle Shameless and Steve walked down a stone path leading into the center of the city. All of the buildings were drab-colored adobe squares. Next to Steve, Uncle Shameless proudly strutted, gloating over his success on getting past the gate guards. Yes, sir. Didn't I tell you I'd get us inside? Eh? Uncle Shameless elbowed Steve gently in the ribs over and over until the boy caved and agreed. I've used that routine more times than you know. You see, the trick is you just walk in like you own the place and act like you're supposed to be there. Steve listened while looking at the stacked adobe buildings along the path leading to the center of the city. Most of the time they just got some uh, Johnny Punch clock working the door. 
who doesn't want to get in any trouble if you really are some VIP. Uncle Shameless pushed back his mangled hair with a free hand. Yes, sir. It's all about acting smooth, and it's all about planning. The pair rounded a corner and found themselves in the center square of the city. It was deserted. The only thing within the square was a large statue in the middle. It showed a hawkin warrior standing proudly on statues of a smaller, prone human and owl person. In the hawkin's right hand was a spear with an obelisk-shaped blade. Uh, that must be that fee-fee-fee-fee-fee-fee-fum guy, Uncle Shameless said. Fiacra. Steve corrected as he studied the statue. The boy had never seen any statuary like that in person before. The art museum in the big city near Beacon Pines had closed down after the mayor lost all the artwork in a euchre game. Steve glanced around the city square and noticed other pieces of artwork, murals, mosaics, and posters, all showing Fiak Ra with his standard sinister scowl. This Hawk King guy must really like looking at himself, Steve said as he inspected a mural that depicted Fiak Ra teaching Hawk and Hatchlings to read. Uncle Shameless looked up past the statue into the sky above the city. Now, he said to Steve as he lightly grabbed the boy's head and tilted it slowly skyward. Would you mind telling me what that is? Steve's eyes widened as he gazed upon the site of Fiacra's castle, Arx Venator. The castle had a huge wall separating it from the city, with guards stationed along the top. The castle was in three sections a tall center section adorned with two shorter arms on either side. Extending high into the sky from the center of the castle was a giant egg-shaped dome, but it was what was on top of this dome that caught Uncle Shameless's eye. Perched on top of the dome was a stone eagle so enormous that it blocked out the view of Ares' two moons. It clenched the top of the dome with its giant talons and stood overlooking the city with its wings fully extended. The stone eagle's jagged beak was open in a hideous snarl, and Steve noticed flashes of fire and flame deep within the dreadful mouth. Running from the top of the head down to the talons was a huge mane of fire that extended many yards away from the body, burning in the night air. I think it's that zoo fire eagle thing. Steve guessed. Well, it ain't the blue bird of happiness, replied Uncle Shameless. Let's go and see if we can find someone to take us home. I still think we should go where that blue heron guy said. Uncle Shameless did a complete about face from the castle after noticing a sign out of the corner of his eye. Say, is that a pub? You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, a free podcast by Daniel J. Hogan, available at magicofairy.com and through iTunes. Less than 20 minutes later, as they were being led to the dungeon of Ark's Venator by a group of Swanton warriors, Steve shook his head at Uncle Shameless. So, what happened to just walk in like you belong there? Silence, human! A Swanton guard yelled from behind Steve. Uncle Shameless, who was at the front of the group, was in such bad shape that it took two guards to hold him up. Uncle Shameless leaned his head back and yelled, Steve! Are you hot? The boy shook his head again as he tried not to be run over by the giant swan men following him. Twenty minutes earlier, Uncle Shameless and Steve had entered a Duraga pub. 
Uncle Shameless walked right up to the bar and sat down, causing everyone in the room to stop what they were doing and watch the pair of humans. Muttering filled the room and Steve could feel the tension growing by the second. Uncle Shameless looked around at the crowd with his back to the bar and loudly pounded on the wooden countertop. Steve thought he saw splinters fly from the force of the impact. Uncle Shameless had drank a lot of elder cherry wine before coming into the pub, and he was having a hard time keeping his balance on his seat. The room was nothing more than a swirling group of colors and sounds to Uncle Shameless. Steve had a sinking feeling that nothing good would come of them being there. The pounding on the bar continued, and the wood started to make cracking sounds. Easy, friend! You're breaking my bar! The bartender cried from behind Uncle Shameless. Oh, you're crazy, Uncle Shameless slurred, watching the crowd with his back to the bartender. I'll give you a drink if you just stop beating on my bar, the bartender pleaded to the back of Uncle Shameless's head. I'll even make it on the house. This caught Uncle Shameless's attention, as he was never one to turn down a free drink. He slowly turned around to face the bartender. I like the way you do business, Mr... Uncle Shameless stopped in mid-sentence after seeing the bartender. A duck the size of a small child stood on top of the bar counter on little squatty legs. His feathers were a dull green. He wore a stained apron and was smoking a pipe. Good! Glad we could come to an... (coughs) Uncle Shameless clutched the duck's neck in a vice-like grip, cutting off the rest of his words. Uncle Shameless pulled the small duck to his face and yelled, Give me back my sandwich! Steve gasped. Realizing what had happened, the bartender had reminded Uncle Shameless of the duck who stole his sandwich at Islands Park. Uncle Shameless started shaking the duck forcefully. The shaking sent the duck's pipe flying through the air and landed in the pint of a very hefty Swanton warrior, splashing his scarred white face with ale. The Swanton and his cronies quickly jumped from their seats and tackled Uncle Shameless. A pile of feathers, flesh, and armor promptly built up in front of Steve. Surprisingly, Uncle Shameless was able to push his way out of the pileup, despite there being several hundred pounds of swan and armor on top of him. I'll tear you apart. I'll smash you to the pieces. Uncle Shameless yelled before he dove after the duck bartender, who was trying to waddle away. But first, give me back my sandwich. One of the Swanton warriors hit Uncle Shameless on the back of the head with the hilt of his sword, knocking the human out cold. Steve was immediately grabbed by the big Swanton with the scarred face. The scuffle caused his shirt to rip open and revealed his blue heron amulet. A large group of Swanton warriors escorted the two humans out of the bar. The duck bartender eyed Steve's amulet with great interest, as did a Hawken warrior seated at the back of the bar. Toss him in cell six, the head jailer barked. He was an older Swanton who had grown squishy around the midsection after years of greasy dungeon food. The cell door slammed shut in front of Steve while Uncle Shameless laid sprawled out on the floor of the dirty cell. Steve helped his uncle sit up against the cell bars and slapped Uncle Shameless's face lightly to wake him up. Steve. Yes? Are you hot? Uncle Shameless bellowed before passing out. His head hit against the bars with a loud clang. Why do they call you shameless? You are listening to the Magic of Airy podcast, brought to you by magicofairy.com. Copies of the novel version can be purchased through this website. You can also purchase a PDF download of the entire novel for only $3.75. 
Visit magicofairy.com for more details. And remember, Harry is spelled E-Y-R-I. After spotting Steve's blue heron amulet, the hawk and warrior at the pub flew to Ark's Venator without haste. He had to inform the Hawk King about the appearance of a human child with the blue heron amulet. However, instead of heading straight to the Hawk King, he decided to stop at the dungeon first to take the boy away from the Swanton guards. The slow-thinking Swantons would have never noticed the amulet, or even know what it signified. Steve dropped to the dirt floor of the cell with a loud sigh. Next to him, Uncle Shameless was still out cold. The boy glanced around the dank, dark cell. It smelled like Uncle Shameless's old barn and was lit by a single candle hanging on the wall outside the cell. He tried to think of a way out. Steve stood up and walked to the cell door and yelled to the dozing Swanton guard on the other side. Hey! The guard stirred in his seat and looked at the boy with tired, beady eyes. Silence, human! I want my phone call! The guard shot Steve a confused look. F-f-f-phone call? He said, doing his best to pronounce the strange phrase. Yeah, I want a telephone! What's a phone? And why do you want a tell it something. The guard, now even more confused, asked, uh, I want a tell-a-phone. Uh, you want to tell a phone what? The guard asked, trying to think if there was a rule to let him kill prisoners who spoke in riddles. That won't help, said a voice from within the cell. Steve spun around towards the direction of the voice. He had not realized that there was another prisoner. The prisoner was sitting in one of the shadowy corners clothed in a black robe with white piping, his face hidden within a hood. The hood hung low over his face, the tip of a beak just barely sticking out of its folds. Who are you? Steve asked, trying to make out any features of the prisoner in the darkness. No one of importance. I've been here so long, even I don't remember why I was stuck here in the first place. The prisoner answered. Steve thought the prisoner's voice sounded oddly familiar. The Hawken warrior from the pub landed near the dungeon entrance and quickly walked inside towards a downward staircase. On the way down, the warrior thought he heard slow footsteps behind him. He ignored the sound, being only concerned with presenting the boy to Fiacra. The warrior wondered how two humans were even able to enter the city in the first place. While descending the dark, circular staircase that led to the subterranean dungeons, the Hawken thought he felt something brush past his leg. As Uncle Shameless started to wake up, Steve turned his attention from the prisoner to his uncle. Ugh, what happened? You were on the business end of a beating, courtesy of some of our new swan friends. Uncle Shameless, sobered by many hits to his head, stood up slowly. I feel like I lost a fight with a jackhammer. From the shadowy corner, the prisoner spoke. Why not take another drink from your wineskin? I'm sure that would help. Without giving it a second thought, Uncle Shameless took out his wineskin and drank. Haven't you run out yet? You've been drinking that stuff nonstop since you got it. It's the derndest thing. I know I've seen it get almost to the bottom a few times, but when I go to drink more, it's filled back up again. Impossible. That's just an optical illusion. Perhaps it's a magical wineskin? The prisoner suggested. I doubt it. There's no such thing as magic. 
You don't believe in magic? No, Steve said. Everything can be explained by science. Who gave you that wineskin? The prisoner asked Uncle Shameless. Um, uh, some blue bird fellow? A blue bird? I doubt that. They aren't fans of wine, the prisoner said, sounding slightly offended. It was a blue heron. Ah, then it must be a magic wineskin. Those blue herons are crafty folk. Were crafty folk, a deep voice from the shadows outside the cell said. Everyone turned and watched as the hawken warrior from the pub stepped into the light near the cell door. He looked at the now alert Swanton guard. Leave us. The Swanton quickly walked away from the cell, leaving the hawken warrior alone with the trio. Every hatchling knows the blue herons disappeared over 300 years ago. No one has seen a feather of those cowardly wizards since. The Hawkins scanned the group in the cell carefully. Yes, it seems that after the fall of the owls and the humans, the herons disappeared. Long gone are the mystics of Zah, hiding in their cowardice, dreaming of starting the week on the wrong day and giving unnecessary gifts. Steve noticed as the prisoner shifted uncomfortably where he sat on the floor. And speaking of blue herons, that is an interesting amulet you are wearing, boy. This concludes today's episode of The Magic of Airy. Make sure to join us again next time. Who is the other prisoner in the cell? Why is the Hawken warrior so interested in Steve's amulet? Will Steve and Uncle Shameless escape the dungeons of Arx Venator? Find out in the next thrilling episode of The Magic of Airy. The Magic of Airy, the podcast, written and produced by Daniel J. Hogan. The production and copyright date of this episode was June 4th, 2009, and was produced in GarageBand and Audacity on a Mac. Some sound effects and music are provided by freesound.org. Other sound effects and music provided by GarageBand. For more information, please visit magicofairy.com. And remember, Airy is spelled E-Y-R-I. And as always, thanks for listening.